Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses the role of discipline. Welcome. Today I'd like to explore with you the topic of discipline, the topic of effort. In the Dharma, effort, along with meditation practice and along with study, is one system that's highly integrated, and there's a lot of emphasis on trying to bring that system into balance so that the meditation is taking place in a context, study is taking place in a context, and they're all together interwoven throughout with the need for discipline and the need to apply our training into the real challenges of regular life. So most obviously and straightforwardly, if we look at the role of discipline in terms of meditation practice and in terms of study, it's very simple. You have to do it. And it takes effort and commitment to stick with study, to stick with practice. It's where the rubber hits the road, where it becomes not speculation or merely wishful thinking, but where we're putting our, our whole self into the dharmic path. It's like so many other things. 90% is just showing up. Do we show up for study? Do we show up for practice? Do we show up for one another? Quality of effort is pretty continuous all the way through. And even when we're not studying, we're not studying, we're not practicing, which is, for most of us, that's most of the time, then the discipline really is that thread that ties it all together, brings us back. It is a true vehicle in a way. Discipline is what carries us along. And discipline is that quality that is so important in understanding spiritual practice. It is that sense of time, taking time, repetition, sticking with something. It's a long-term vision, not a short-term bandage, short-term cure like a magic pill. Discipline, the notion of discipline, is really totally different from that. It's a sense of doing it and then doing it again and then doing it again and again. It's dropping the notion that somehow from outside ourselves, we take the right pill, get the right word of wisdom, meet the right teacher, suddenly it's all going to come together and just be laid on us. But discipline curves everything back to, are you doing it or are you not? That's quite straightforward. But on the other hand, discipline in the Buddhist understanding is not a heavy-handed thing. It's not some quality of self-righteousness or developing some amazing credential a hard-nosed quality is not that at all. It's not easy to stick with things, but at the same time, as we do, there's there's kind of an undercurrent of joy or delight that inspires us to keep going. Personally, sometimes I'm inspired and other times I'm less inspired, but there's still some kind of thread and some kind of thread that sort of ties things together so I feel some quality of meaning in the coherence of what I view is what I practice is, and how I'm trying to lead my life. But some real obstacles come up in in discussing or exploring this topic. One is that we're so embedded within us a sense of punishment. In fact, discipline is often used as punishment. You have to be disciplined. But this is not at all what true discipline is about. It's also not based on guilt on one side or self-righteousness on the other pride in discipline and sense of failure in discipline. It's not failure and success. It's not pride. It's so simple and straightforward. We recognize something happens through discipline, through our efforts. In Buddhism, there's not a set of uh, commandments 
or rules. It's not a rule-based, law-based, punishment-based system. So the way that uh, decisions are made about behavior are not based on that, not based on following rules. There is no particular punishment and no particular reward. All we have is our actions and our ability to notice the results of our actions, positive and negative, and our ability to learn from that and make different decisions based on what we've observed. So in working with discipline or effort, we're kind of on a path of learning what to do and what not to do using our own intelligence, our own observational skills. So even elaborate systems like many, many lists of monastic rules are really based on observation, not so much on a moralistic quality. My teacher used to like to tell the story of a monk was washing his begging bowl in a rushing stream and it got swept away. So then the Buddha noticing that said, well, I'll make a rule. Don't wash your bowl in a rushing stream. Very earthy, very practical. Well, that didn't work very well, so stop doing it. Wash your bowl some other way. So the guidelines for proper behavior in Buddhism are actually very, very simple. The ground of evaluating our actions as well as the goal of cultivating more effective, more loving actions is the same. Because the general guidelines, so simple, are twofold. Compassion and wisdom. That is how we measure what we're doing. Are we acting out of compassion Are we acting out of any intelligence or wisdom? If we have those in combination, actions are good. When one or the other is lacking, actions are off balance and less effective, less real, less true. Wisdom and compassion. Not a law, not don't do this, do that, but real strong measuring points, real strong forces that mark quality of good actions. Wisdom and compassion. With wisdom and compassion as our guides, we can work with our behavior in a way that's not harsh or moralistic, is not based on punishment and reward, not based on pleasing some authority figure, not based on obedience, but on natural wakefulness and heartfulness. And with the arising of our natural compassion and wisdom as our only really true guides to how to be in this world. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.